0: Find the link in the description notes to learn how you can invest. Welcome to Ritter
1: on Real Estate, the show about how to passively invest like a pro. On each episode, I interview real estate experts who give their top investing advice, strategies, and tools, and I break down their insights into practical steps to avoid the pitfalls and make better investments. I want to help you passively invest like a pro. This is Ritter on Real Estate, and I'm your host, Kent Ritter. Hello, fellow investors. Welcome to another episode of Ritteron Real Estate, where we teach you how to passively invest like a pro. I am extremely excited to, to have our guest today. We've got some some multifamily royalty in the house. I'm sure all of you have heard of this man, uh, and probably heard him speak. His name is Rod Cleef. So, Rod, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
2: Thanks for having me, Kent. This is going to be a lot of fun. Let's 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 have a good time today.
1: Yeah. So, Rod owns multiple businesses, and he's a philanthropist. He's passionate about real estate, business, and giving back. One of the country's top business in real estate and peak performance luminaries. And Rod has owned over 2,000 homes and apartment buildings, built over 24 businesses in his 40-year career, and he's amassed a net worth of tens of millions of dollars. And so we're excited to learn from you here today, Rod.
2: Oh, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's 27 businesses now, just to be precise. Now, I, you know what? It's funny. Perfect. It's funny. I, I, I don't call them failures when they don't fail. I call them seminars. And several right. several of those 27 have been worth tens of millions of dollars, but most have been spectacular flaming seminars. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we fail our way to success, right?
1: That's exactly right, and you're out there learning each time, and, and, That's I love right. and you've made a long career of it, and, and it's a good model for, right. for folks to be able to follow. So before we get into to all the questions I've got for you, though, for those people that aren't familiar with who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to be where you are today.
2: Sure, sure, sure. Well, let me go way back, because I think it'll lend a framework to what we're going to talk about. So I immigrated to this country. Um, I was born in the Netherlands, in Holland, you know, wooden shoes, windmills, and uh, came over when I was six with my brother, Albert, my mother's Vansha. Uh, We ended up in Denver, Colorado, and we really struggled growing up. Uh, you know, I remember drinking powdered milk with our cereal in the morning because it was cheaper than real milk and eating expired food. And, you know, I wore clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army all the way through junior high school until I could lie about my age of Burger King when I was 14 because I was tall and I got a job flipping burgers so I could buy my own clothes and ultimately buy a car you know and i'm sure other people you know listening maybe even your listeners have had it harder than i did or have it harder now with all this covid nonsense but you know i knew i wanted more back then and luckily my mom had an incredible work ethic so she babysat kids and she was a bit of an entrepreneur we had always had a house full of kids but that's how we had enough money to eat and with her babysitting money she invested in the stock market successfully but she also invested in real estate. And the first house she bought was right across the street from us from some neighbors. And she paid about $30,000 for it when I was 14. Um, When I was 17, she told me she made $20,000 in her sleep. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm getting into real estate. Screw college. I'm doing real estate. So I went and got my real estate broker's license right when I turned 18, which you could do back then with education. Now they got smart and you need some experience before you can actually be a broker. Um, but I was a broker and I was going to be rich selling other people houses. Well, my first year in real estate, I made about eight grand. Second year, maybe 10 grand. But my third year, I made over $100,000, which back in 1981 was pretty decent money. Um, so what happened between year two and year three? Well, what happened was I met somebody, actually dated his daughter and worked with him that taught me about mindset and psychology and how 80 to 90% of your success in anything is just that your mindset and your psychology only 10 to 20% is the mechanical information, you know, that we talk about on our shows. Um, you know, if it was just knowledge, there'd be a bunch of wealthy librarians and college professors out there. People actually have to take action with the knowledge. And so, you know, fast forward to today, like you said, I've owned a couple thousand houses I've rented long-term thousands of apartment units in 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. Um, and, uh, you know, that's about $8,300 an hour over a 40-hour work week. And I thought I was a freaking real estate god, okay? I could do no wrong. My head got so big, I could barely fit it through a door. And you know, when that happens, God or the universe, whatever you believe, would give you a nice little smack. Well, that was, that was 2008. I lost uh, $50 million in 2008. I lost everything. And so, you know, what I'm known for on my podcast uh, and at my live events is, is you know helping people through the mindset component of of this business, our multi family business, and you know I talk about the mindset it took to have fifty million to lose in the first place, and the mindset it took it to get back to the success that I enjoy today. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, and, and I'm blessed. My podcast just broke eleven million downloads, which I'm super proud of, and I've got you know thousands, thousands students across the country, and I just I absolutely love what it is that I do. Um, you know, life is life is amazing. So
1: yeah, yeah that's fantastic. So thanks. So, so that's a really good segue, right? you you're talking about mindset. And, and I wanted to dig into that with you a little bit, because mm. uh, I know you have spent so much time working and teaching others about that. So I mean, but let's start real basic.
2: When you say mindset, what are you talking about? Sure. Well, there are a lot of components. Obviously, there, there are lots of components. In fact, I do you know hour long presentations and just scratch the surface. But I will tell you, you know, one of the questions I get a lot is, how did you recover? You know, some people um, people killed themselves in two thousand eight nine for losing less than I did, and and back in the Great Depression th- threw themselves off buildings and stuff. And so, how did I recover? Well, there were several components to that, but the biggest one was reassociating with what I wanted and why I wanted it. And so, you know, if you come to one of my boot camps, uh, I, I, in fact, I was supposed to have 800 people in Orlando in May of 2020. And we all know what happened with that. So I went virtual, but one of the first things we, and now we're about to have a live event again, I was mentioning to you earlier in December in Orlando, but one of the first things we do at my event for the first hour, maybe hour and a half is we do a goal setting workshop because how the heck are you going to get anything if you don't know what the heck it is you want? And with clarity, clarity is power. And then more importantly, why you want it. And so we do a goal setting workshop and, um, you know, really drill down. I call it goal setting on steroids. And by the way, if if you want to have me guide you through this process, whether you like, you know, uh, w- want to come join me at a boot camp or not, I, if you DM me on any social channel, I've got a, a whole team that helps me. Um, I'll send you the link because I did it on October. I did it on January 2nd on my Facebook, official Facebook page, and it's with music and a guide you can use to guide you along, and it's just an incredibly powerful process, and then, you know, I'm proud to say, you know, I've been teaching this business now for under four years, and my students own uh, about forty-six thousand doors that I know of. Uh, I just got an email from somebody today that got six hundred doors I didn't know of. So, so at, at least uh, uh, probably in excess of forty-six thousand doors. I'm super proud of that. But the reason for that is because of this mindset stuff. And you know, so so again, if you want me to help you guide guide you through that, just DM me DM me on any social channel. It's a really awesome little segment I did. I do it every year. The year before I did it on the first. This year Saturday was the second, I think, and I did it then. But But um, yeah, so goals, goals are super critical. Um, Secondly, your peer group is so freaking important. I mean, you know, you've got to be around people that want more out of life and so many people default to the people they work with or the people they went to school with and, you know, and if they're not motivated like you are through their fear, their jealousy, you know, their fear of losing you, they'll hold you back. You know, you'd show me the three people that, that are the most important to you in your life, and I'll show you who you are, because you are those you are those people. I really, uh, in, in every aspect, not just financially, but, but your health, your energy, everything. So your happiness. Um, so peer group is huge. Uh, and there's so many components. I could go on and on about this. But the bottom line is, um, I find that the most important piece is you've got to create that burning desire, like Napoleon Hill talks about in his book, Think and Grow Rich. You've got to want it. Um, you know, that's how you push through fear. That's how you push through limiting beliefs, you know, or maybe you're comfortable. And the comfort zone's a warm place, but nothing freaking grows there, right? So you've got to have that burning desire to push through. And the way you, you, you create that is really figuring out what you want, you know, what's going to juice you and then, and then why you want it, you know, the why will drive you. And, you know, in my goal-setting workshop, I also incorporate some negative reasons why, some pain. If you, So you're going to list not just the positive reasons why you must achieve the goals, but you're going to put some pain in there, you know, so I don't feel like a failure. So I don't, you know, fail my kids. So I don't uh, fail my, my husband or wife, uh, you know, so I don't, I don't live with regret. And I'll tell you, there was a nurse in Australia, a hospice nurse, uh, you know, so she took care of people when they were about to die. Her name was Bronnie Ware. And she asked him a question, Kent. And uh, the question was, do you have any regrets? She wrote a book about it. It's called The Five Regrets of Dying. You want to know what the number one regret was? Not living the life I could have lived, living somebody else's life, not doing what I know I'm capable of. I can't think of anything worse than that. And so again, knowing what you want, why you want it, you know, through my goal setting workshop or doing it on your own is so freaking critical uh, to, to help you push through all of those things. So anyway, long answer, but that's uh, that's 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 a big piece of this. And then you know, for me, I put pictures of the things that I want around me. I've got I've got uh, a planner here, uh, and uh, in the back of this thing, I'll show you something. It's kind of funny. I've got pictures of the things that I wanted. This, they've been in here for 20 years. The mm-hmm. first pictures are my gratitude pictures because everything starts from a place of gratitude. So you know, like I've got vision board that's just around gratitude. But then the things that I wanted, and I've gotten. I'm going to tell you, I've gotten almost every single thing in this book. I mean, you know, millions of dollars worth of stuff, you know, financially, but, um, you know, my relationship with my beautiful wife, all these things, because I, you know, I got pictures of what I wanted around me to motivate me. And yeah. so that's really important as well. Peer group, visualizing, and, and I can drill down on this if you want a little more, but uh, that that's that's a lot of this.
1: No, I, I think that's a really helpful overview. So, you know, Thank it starts you. with goals, right? Mm-hmm. Talks about goals. You talk about who you surround yourself with, right? Yeah. So, kind of what what information are you taking in day day to day, right? From those people, are are they bringing you up? Are they pulling you down? That's right. Um, and then, are, right. and then, and then you said visualizing, right? Visualizing what you want, really picturing yeah.
2: that, and having having a very clear it, getting pictures around you of what you want. It, right? Like like I've yeah. got my planner, your screensaver yeah. on the wall. Above me here, I've got pictures of things that I want. Now I've got vision boards, vision Mm -hmm. board for each of the items that I want. I don't put it all on one. I get too confused. I like one for each and super powerful.
1: Love that. No, I love that. I think that's a great place for for people to start. And obviously, you mentioned your boot camps, and you mentioned the, the ability to DM you and get some more info if, if folks want to dig deeper there.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. Let yeah. me just say let me just say this um, sure. uh, about the boot camp. So I've got a three day boot camp coming up Orlando in Orlando, December 3rd, 4th and 5th. It's three. It's not a sales pitch, big sales pitch. I spend 45 minutes in those three days talking about my coaching, if you're interested, no pressure. But the rest of the time is full on training. And 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 let me give your listeners a code so they can literally come for about half price and and half price means about a, i think a buck 50 150 bucks 147 I think so if you go to rodinorlando.com or text the words rodinorlando as one word to 72345 and then use the code Friend. Um, you'll be able to come. I think it's for 147. I mean, it truly, it's a no brainer um, for three days of training. And I'm going to tell you, I I don't get complaints on my court. So let me show you something. Here's the manual for it. It's like, I mean, this is not some fluffy, you know, little, you know, teaser to try to get you to buy a bunch of stuff. I mean, you will, you're, you better bring your A game because I'll be bringing mine is drinking through a fire hose. But, you know, if you're interested in this business, even passively, and I want to mention this because I know, Kent, you you appeal to passive investors. For God's sakes, if you're going to give your hard-earned money to someone to invest in anything, you know, the stock market, bonds, real estate, for God's sakes, learn that business at least at a high level so you know, have some understanding of what you're investing in, right, Kent? I mean, you agree with me on this? Oh, 100%.
1: I mean, that's yeah. one of the main themes of our show is right. you know, passive investing is kind of a misnomer because, you know, you, you've got to be active in the fact you've got to keep educating yourself. And that's so- right. I love that you've got a resource to do that. You kind of bring it all together in three days for people. And like you said, let them drink from the fire hose. But but I'm
2: sure it's a lot of fun really too, because I bring in a lot of mindset. I mean, you'll 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 get emotional. I, I bring in a lot of really cool stuff that, that'll really juice you. You'll meet incredible yeah. people. I'm shooting for a thousand people at this event. So so you know, yeah. I, I think it's very possible we'll get there, even with COVID. So it'll be a lot of fun. But again, that text. Rod in Orlando is one word to 72345 and we'll send you the information. Remember the code Rod Friends. So write that down.
1: Perfect. And we'll make sure all that's in the show notes. So people, okay. people have easy access to that. We want to make sure awesome. people get, get that offer. Thank you for offering that, Rod. You bet. So just thinking about, you know, you've, you've developed this, this coaching business, right? You're, you're teaching a lot of students. You said they have 46,000 something units. They're having a lot of success. Yeah. As
2: general partners, by the way, that's all GP. Yeah.
1: Great. And then, but if you're boiling, boiling it down to what's important, I mean, what is the most critical thing that that you're teaching these students that's allowed them to get beyond their limiting beliefs and have all this success and
2: take action? Sure. Well, there's a couple of things actually, and I, I can't just do one, but I'm going to tell you the number one thing in this business that I've seen is if you're going to be an operator, if you're going to be active, not, not passive, if you're going to be active is recognizing that it's a team sport and you know when you bring, um, and and uh, now I've I, I've mentioned my my podcast hit 11 million downloads. I've interviewed the best people in the business in this country that I'm aware of. I mean, there's maybe a handful I haven't, but I've just about everybody. And I start to see a pattern, and I noticed that most of them are a partnership between someone that's analytical and someone that's outgoing. And because both components are necessary actively. So that's, that's on the active side. I'm answering your question there now on the passive side, on both sides, it's really knowledge. You know, I tell people, and, and and again, this kind of ties into active as well, because that's what I'm used to teaching about. But but you've got to build your competence first, okay? Once you're competent, then that'll equate to your confidence, okay? Which you've got to have to influence people. And then and then and then then, then, then that confidence will allow you to influence people. The other thing I will tell you, actually, you know what? I can boil it down to one thing. The most important thing is that you love it. Okay. Because, it, and, and you can learn to love anything. Okay. You just associate pleasure with it. You know, I tell my students mm-hmm. equate it to hunting for buried treasure. And because that's really what it is when you're looking for deals, or maybe you're looking as a passive, you're looking for a great operator knows what they're doing, but you're hunting for buried treasure. Now, let me say this. If you can't learn to love it, then for God's sakes, go do something else. Life is mm-hmm. too short. But when you love something, not only you know, is it enjoyable and you're, and you're like, like right now, I freaking love what I'm doing. It's funny. I started my podcast what over a little over four years ago. And I used to say, I'll never sell you anything because I never intended to. I just wanted to help people, you know, and, and, and talk about what happened to me in 2008, why I lost $50 million and, and and just add value. And then now I'm a liar because i sell every, you know, courses, coaching, you know, you name it, but I never intended to, I truly didn't. But, um, But anyway, if, but now I freaking love it. Like on the wall behind me, you can see some of the hundreds of thank you cards. You can't even see them all the whole walls covered Mm -hmm. back here Mm -hmm. from people whose lives have been impacted by my work. And it's the greatest gift. I'm sure you get that feedback as well, Kent. I mean, it's such a joy to get positive feedback because you're adding value to people. So, you know, um, and that's, that comes from loving it. And then, then of course, then you have that passion and that passion attracts people. But anyway, Absolutely. long answer again, but that's... uh
1: No, I love it. I, I mean, I yeah. love your enthusiasm for it. Obviously, you're, you're passionate about helping others and, and, and coaching them. I mean, that comes through. And I think that I, the point that you said about you got to love it, I, I think is critical. You know, I have a lot of people come to me and ask, um, ask about being, you know, wanting to be a sponsor, right? Maybe they're investing passively now. Maybe they want to become a deal sponsor and... And that's one of the things I tell them is like, look, like it, you know, you really have to love real estate, you gotta love multifamily, you gotta love putting the deals together. If you don't, then the premium on the return you're gonna get from being a passive investor to, to becoming that that active sponsor, I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze. No, because you, if you you're if probably do really it right. just for the money. Yeah, uh, you're gonna get burnt out. And and I think that people should you know, people need to focus on their, their highest and best use. And and that's, that's often the thing that they love. And so if you don't love real estate, I mean, I think that's why passive investing is a great opportunity for a lot of people. If you don't really love it, if you don't want it to be your full-time thing, Mm -hmm. I think where people get in trouble is when they try to make it a part-time thing. Oh, no question. You cannot dabble. You You dabblers get
2: get their butts kicked. No, don't dabble in, in this or anything, frankly, you know, uh, find what it is you love, do that. You can absolutely invest passively. But that said, you should have a basic understanding. Come spend three days with 100%. me. I promise you'll be glad you did. Again, yeah. the only complaint I ever gets that the room's too cold or something stupid like that. So you'll, 100%. you'll absolutely love it. And I've had thousands and thousands of people attend my stuff. So,
1: yeah. So Rod, I, I took notice something here in that, I mean, we've been talking maybe we've been talking for 15 minutes or so now and uh, you know, in, the, in that whole time you've been talking about your students and how you're helping your students and, and kind of what, how you've developed this company now, right, to, to give back and, and to educate, we haven't talked a whole lot about the the actual multifamily you're acquiring and the units you own and all those oh things. yeah no like, I
2: just closed just closed on a 296 unit in San Antonio we yeah i bought, bought 2300 doors for my students in the last couple of years no screaming. and that that's awesome yeah, yeah, that's so, awesome I mean, but
1: but yeah. where I was going with that is I think because where your passion lies is in helping the students oh no and that, and, that and that's no where question. we go so. No to, to that point, I, I have a question, you know, I know j- just reading your history, um, you obviously mentioned it, but, you know, you, you were in a pretty bad place, I, I think maybe even before you lost the 50 million of just being successful but not really feeling fulfilled, right? Oh yeah, you, no. Let's you talk. About monetarily that. was successful, but you weren't right. fulfilled. So I want to, I want you to talk about the importance of giving back. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. How no. that's changed.
2: Let how me give you a changed. great example. Yeah, no, great. I'm really glad you cued that up. I always like to bring that up. It's so freaking important. So, uh, so. I lived in Denver, but I knew I wanted to live on the beach. Okay. I lived in Denver for 30 years. And there's no beach in Denver, but I would visualize the palm trees and the sand and the surf. And, you know, and, and 20 years later, I built this incredible $8 million mansion on the beach. I had the beach on one side. I had my boat lifts on the backside. It was like called the Gulf to Bay, like a slice through an island, which was unthinkable, by the way, when I was 18, making my goals. So keep that in mind when you make your goals, okay? Make them big. Do not, don't limit yourself. It's so freaking important. Because um, again, that, it was unthinkable that I could actually achieve that. But I mean, this mansion was incredible. I had, you know, giant... Uh, waterfall from the second floor balcony into the pool, you had to walk through the waterfall to get into the pool. Pool was in magazines, it was spectacular. I, uh, you know, big spiral staircase up through the middle of the house, um, elevator, wine cellar, I mean, just spectacular home. on the second, I'll land the plane with this. The second floor, there was an aquarium I had custom made that cost me almost 200 grand that went wrapped around the the staircase. That gives you an idea of the house. Well, anyway, I worked for this thing for 20 years. Two months after I moved in, my family's inside sleeping and, and I'm, I'm in the pool and the pool's changing colors at night. It's got fiber optic lighting. And I'm looking up at this testament to my ego, which is really what it was. I built it to prove the world I was good enough, you know, and, and, um, and this is literally two months after I moved in, worked for it for 20 years. And I'm looking up at this thing and I got depressed. And I don't mean just a little bummed. I mean, I was really freaking bummed. And I'm like, what the hell? I've just achieved success. I mean, I had the Mercedes and the Maserati in the garage and all the stupid shit I thought was important. How could I possibly be depressed? Well, when I look back on it, there were several things going on. And and one ties into goals. The first one is don't achieve a big life changing goal without having other goals lined up behind it. Like the good book says without a vision, the people perish. You need a vision for your future. So I didn't know what I was going to do next. The second thing that I've discovered since then is, is happiness doesn't come from the goals. You know, they say the happiest days of a boat owner's life are the day they buy it and the day they sell it. It's just, it's, you need the goals. You got to have them to get that burning desire. But, but happiness comes from progress and growth. And I didn't know what I was going to do next. Well, how am I going to continue to grow? And so, so you know, I teach my students, I, I give them a planning process. And part of that planning process is celebrating what you did the previous week, no matter how small, A consciously pat your. Yourself on the back because you're going to have setbacks, you're going to have delays. But if you're if you're celebrating your, even the littlest bit of progress, you're going to be happy. Okay. So that's that's the second thing. But the third thing was I had been totally focused on me. Rod, rod, rod. Show the world I'm good enough, you know, and and and, and to the to the detriment of my family and 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 my health and everything else. And so I went out and bought some books when I was depressed there because I was going to get back. And one of them was Tony Robbins book. And so I decided I was really impressed with the book and I decided to go see him live. This is 21, 22 years ago. And I was blown away by how much he does to help other people and feeds them. It feeds them for the holidays. And so I'm like, you know, what a concept. Do something for someone else. I, I'm embarrassed to say I had to be 40 or 39 to get that memo. But so I, I went back and I decided, I called my brother and I was flying to Denver for Thanksgiving from Florida. And, and I said, let's feed five families while we're there. And so we went to his church and said, who really needs help? And we got these five families. Third, the third family changed my life. So we found out this woman had kids, so we, we bought a turkey, a frozen turkey, a big basket of food, uh, toys for the kids, and so we deliver it and get there, and she comes out, and she sees all this stuff, and she starts crying, and then her kids come out, and the older ones start crying, and then I start crying, and I'm freaking hooked, and I'm blessed to say, since then, we have now fed over 100,000 kids here with my foundation in Sarasota and Bradenton, Florida. We've done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies for local kids. Astounding. We live in the greatest country on earth and kids don't have supplies for school. We've done tens of thousands of of teddy bears for local police departments for their officers to keep in their vehicles if they encounter a child that's been traumatized. And um, please know I'm not bragging by the magnitude of this. I just want to inspire you to what's possible. And I'm so glad you asked the question, Kent, because, you know, we've been taught to achieve to be happy, right? Let's achieve and get to that goal so we can be happy. I'm going to tell you that if you incorporate giving back right now, you will be happily achieving. Not only will you be happily achieving on the path, but you're going to get there so much faster. Now you don't do it for that reason, but it's the truth. Success will come faster because what you give comes back to you tenfold, a hundredfold. I don't care if you're religious or not. That's just the way things work. That's the way the universe works if you don't believe in God. So, so the point is, is I, and if you're sitting here listening to Kent saying, yeah, I'll do it when I have the money, Big freaking mistake because you'll get the money faster if you do it now. So find a cause. I don't care if it's kids like mine, the elderly, animals, the environment, whatever it is, do something towards that cause right now, and you will be happily achieving. And you will, I will tell you, out of the students that I have, the most successful ones, and and many, many have retired and so on and so forth um, with their passive income, every one of them gives back in some fashion because power moves to those who serve. Power moves to those that want to help other people. So glad you asked the question, Ken. Thank you for letting me rant about that. It's something I'm very passionate about.
1: Yeah, no, I, I love that message. I think that, um, yeah. And the idea that that you have to be rich first, I, mm-hmm. I think is, isn't true, right? It's like- You can you give know, your time.
2: Just yeah. give your time. If you don't have the money, fine, give your time. Buy the person behind you a cup of coffee at Starbucks. What that yeah. does is it gets you into that frame of mind. And I'm going to tell you, you will get to success much faster Yeah, and and you'll feel better.
1: Yeah, I love that lesson. I appreciate you sharing that with us. So so let's switch gears. Let's talk about multifamily for for a little bit. Uh, You know, why in all that you've done, you know, why is it that that multifamily investing has become kind of your vehicle of choice and also what you've started really teaching about?
2: Yeah, no, let me tell you why. And this is again, this is why I started my podcast, just to get this message out there. Again, I used to say, I'll never sell you anything. Listen to the first few episodes of my podcast, it's embarrassing. But, 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 you know, when I hit a million downloads, I'm like, all right, knucklehead, you probably ought to do something with this. And so I wrote a book. I gave away, first, I just gave away 20,000 copies of the book. And then finally, my, you know, I, I got talked into doing a course and it all went from there. But anyway. Um, why multifamily? Because in 2008, I had eight. Or two, yeah, 2008, I had 800 houses, two hours north of me, two hours south of me, everywhere in between, and I had several apartment complexes. It was the houses that pulled me down. Here's why. Now, I, can you can you make it with houses? Yes, if they're geographically tight. But I still wouldn't do houses because it's the same freaking amount of work to buy a house as it is to buy a 20 unit or a 30 unit or a 40 unit. You're going to get the scale much faster. You're gonna have the logistics. So let me explain what happened with me. First of all, Florida has no state income tax. So you know the property taxes are higher. I had properties yeah. in wind and flood zones. Insurance is higher, which of course, both impact cash flow. But what killed me was if I had a maintenance issue at one of my apartment complexes, You know, everything's the same, Uh, you know, the plumbing parts, the electrical, the, the HVAC, the appliances, the windows, the doors, everything's the same. So you can stockpile parts and they're in and out in an hour. If I had to send someone to a house that's an hour away or an hour and a half one way, they have to get there, see what's wrong, go find a Home Depot or a Lowe's. You know, where we have an account, which could be another hour round trip. And I don't know if you've ever fixed anything at your house, Kent, but me, (laughs) I usually end up going more than once to Home Depot or Lowe's because you get into it and you figure out you forgot something. It's the same thing with maintenance guys. And so, so what took an hour at one of my apartment complexes took all day at one of my houses. And then the mm-hmm. last thing, kind of the coup de gras, as it were, was I didn't pay attention to demographics back then. Hell, I couldn't even spell demographic back then. I just, it wouldn't, you know, at houses and, and, you know, I, I hadn't gone to any courses like I teach or anything like that. It's all self-taught, made every possible mistake. You know, in fact, I, I sell t-shirts because a student got me a t-shirt that says pound, ask me how I know, or what is it? Hashtag ask me how I know. Because I'll say, yeah, don't do that. Ask me how I know, because I've made every freaking mistake. But anyway, (laughs) what I discovered was, it was, again, the houses that, oh, the last thing, the coup de grace, all my residents were contractors. They were either in retail or contractors, plumbers, electricians, drywallers, painters, roofers, which fell off a freaking cliff in 2008. So they didn't have work. This is what's interesting. I was at a 30% loan to value. I only owed 30 cents on the dollar. And I mm-hmm. and, and I actually still crashed and burned and I went upside down. The market crashed here more than 70% on my portfolio, which is just astounding to me. We were ground zero for that depression. But, uh, you know, what was interesting is my multi family did just fine. It pulled back some, but I could have easily survived if I hadn't cross collateralized my apartments with packages of houses to save a few mm-hmm. in- basis points in interest. You know, I thought I was brilliant and lowering my payment. Well, no, I would still have those apartments if I hadn't cross collateralized. So that's why I, I tell people if you're going to. Buy and hold or invest passively, for God's sakes, do multifamily, even more than other asset classes. Because I'm going to tell you, the government didn't help retail owners in this last COVID crisis, didn't help office owners in this last COVID crisis. They helped multifamily where people live. So, right. and, and I'm going to tell you this um, in, in three years after the big crash, rents and multifamily exceeded pre-crash levels. That's how fast it bounced back. Okay. And that was the biggest crash we've seen in our lifetimes. So anyway, that's why long answer, but that's why.
1: <laughs> no, I love it. I mean, I, you break it down, you break down all the components. And I mean, that's exactly why, why I wanted you to share that. Mm-hmm. Well, Rod, you know, I love, I love that you're on the show today. You, you've you brought Thanks, a buddy. ton of inspiration and, and value. You got, you got me all pumped up over here. You'll, Thanks. I bud. love the energy. Before I let you go, I want to run you through our keys to success round. I got four questions I want to ask you. The first one is you put your investor hat on. If you were a passive investor, what is the one question, if you could only ask one, that you would ask your deal sponsor?
2: I'll do better than that. I've got a free resource I'll give you guys listening of a whole bunch of questions you should ask a GP uh, before you invest in a deal. And so if you text, GP questions is one word GP questions to seven, two, three, four, five. I'll send you this book and it's got every question you can possibly think of, you know, you know, who's, who's managing the property. How well have they ever worked with the management company? And, you know, uh, what's the experience of the team? How much money is the team putting in the deal? How are they going to report? How often do they distribute? I mean, you name it, every possible question you can think of. So um, yeah, just GP questions to seven, two, three, four, five. I'll send it to you. Um, and and there you go.
1: Perfect. So not just one. There's
2: there's fifty a whole there, books, whole bunch. Yep. All
1: yep. right. Fair enough. What are you most proud
2: about in your career? My students, man. I like I was showing you behind me. I mean, I I get I literally. And please know this is not ego. I literally get love about a dozen times a day. I'll get a card in the mail. I'll get a gift, very extravagant gifts sometimes. I'll get a DM on social. I'll get an email and and I get them every single day. So I'm addicted. I mean, I'm who wouldn't be, right? And and so, you know, it just it's amazing when you can see what people are doing with their lives and and you get that kind of feedback. So please know that's not ego. That's just the truth of it. That's why I freaking love what I do. I mean, honestly, I make a lot more money from my from my from my uh, multi-family investments, but, but I, I love this so much. Uh, you know, I'm having dinner with a warrior tonight uh, and dinner tomorrow night with another warrior. I mean, I just love it. So any warriors are my coaching students anyway. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. What's a book that everybody should read? You know, My love language is gifts. And that's a great book. The five love languages. I've had the author on my show. Um, and, um, so I give books to my students almost every single month. Let me give you some of them. Um, the, the, the slight edge about those decisions you make every those little decisions you make every day that traject your life up or down. Um, let's see a turning pro Stephen Pressman about stop being an amateur, be a professional. If you're going to do this, be a professional. Um, Let's see uh, the one thing Gary Keller's book. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning. I've had Hal. I've had Hal on the show. I've had the Gary. I've had uh, Gary Keller's co-author um, uh, Papasan on on the show as well. Um, pretty, you know. I love Grant Cardone's book. I've had him on the show a couple times. Uh, his his stuff is great. You know, it's, it's very sales oriented, but, you know, to influence people to do anything, you're going to influence your whole life. That's, it's a critical skill set. That's enough. I I could keep going, but that's, uh, but definitely the five love languages too. If you're in a relationship, you definitely need that.
1: That, that is a fantastic book. I, I've read it as well. And it, and it's, it's meant a lot uh, for my wife and I, but also uh, as we relate to our kids and, oh, sure. and, and seeing our kids and starting to understand, you know, what their love languages are and, and, and how they Absolutely. really loved and being able to, to change your approach. So, so mm-hmm. I completely agree with the five love languages and we'll make sure all those books you just rattled off are listed down in the notes so people can check those out. We'll put links to them. Um, well, Rod, last uh, but not least, what is your number one key to success?
2: Passion. Love, love what you do, like we talked about previously. Mm-hmm. When you love what you do, success is inevitable. And, and it can be your whatever, you, it, 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 because then work is play. You never work another day in your life when you love what it is you do. So if you're, you know, if you're listening to this and you're stuck in the rat race, for God's sakes, get started investing passively. If you want to be an active, either one, come see me. Spend three days with me. I promise you'll be glad you did. Um, but but um, if you don't love what it is you're doing, if you think you could learn to love it, you can associate pleasure with it and learn to love it. And if you can't, for God's sakes, this is not a dress rehearsal. Go do something else. Life is too freaking short. It's too short. I love that, and that, that's a fantastic
1: perspective. Well, great, Rod. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I know you, you've mentioned a few things throughout the show. Maybe just hit them one more time, so we make sure that sure, people sure. can have that. So, how can folks get a hold of you, or where should they be going if if they want to interact and learn sure. more?
2: My, my name's hard to spell. So if you go to real estate with Rod, it's a direct link to rodcleef.com. But real estate with Rod, well, there's tons of material there. There's books, there's articles, there's videos, there's tons of resources at realestatewithrod.com. Um, again, the bootcamp, just text Rod in Orlando to 72345. Remember the code rod friend, and you can come for, I think it's about 150 bucks for three days, you can pay more and do the VIP thing with dinner and drinks and lunches and stuff. But it's truly a no brainer. If you're, if you're all interested in this business. Um, yeah, that's enough. I mean, th- those two things are should should get people going. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You've got
1: plenty of stuff for people to digest and a bunch of free content and discounts. So thanks again, Rod. With that, we'll wrap things up. Thank you again for being on the show. Oh, thanks, uh, buddy. It's been a lot of fun.
2: It's great to meet you.
1: Thanks for listening to another great episode of Ritter on Real Estate. Hit the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss out on the content that will make you a better investor. Also, visit KentRitter.com for articles, videos, and tools curated just for passive investors. Until next time, This is Kent Ritter with Ritter on Real Estate. Now go out and invest like a pro.